If you don't got no sauce, then we lost. Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Heater. Duff. Lost what? in the wash. Lost in the wash. Plenty going on over the weekend. Um, I don't know if you saw Tim Zhu. Absolutely. Spifflicate? Dominate. <laughs> He's uh, an opponent. Um, I don't is, that, is that is that our word, spifflicate, or is that? I think it would be. Yes. Yeah. Not, yeah. That, we won't find that one in the dictionary. I don't think Webster's is uh, hitting you up for a definition or that. No, but um, for a fighter that is 23-0 or moves to 23-0, it's weird to say this is the most dominant that we've ever seen, Tim, but uh, this is what it sounded like as he got past Carlos Ocampo yesterday. Now Zoom missing with some wild shots, but Ocampo is still rattled. Mamma Mia. Yeah. Here, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't need to take that fight. He's already the mandatory challenger uh, to take on the undisputed super welterweight champion in Jamal Charlo later this year. So we'll just be watching and waiting as uh, Charlo's recovering from a hand injury at the moment. But yeah, you couldn't do much more right than uh, Tim did yesterday. He fancied himself, didn't he? Like yeah. normally he's very calculating and very measured. He was a couple of those uh, hooks that he swung mm. in the first round. They were real windy wolves. He, he was thinking that he was thinking, no, I'm taking this bloke and I'm taking him very early. Yeah, I'm thinking Carlos might have let out a couple of like, oh, hang on a minute, that uh, that that does hurt just the littlest bit. Uh, from the Dockers and Giants clash on the weekend, Lockie Whitfield has been uh, charged with a dangerous tackle, so he's facing a one-match ban for his dumping tackle of Freo's Jordan Clark, which sounded like this on AFL Nation. Clark taken down by his opposite number six. Oh. Oh, no. It was a strong tackle, Lockie Whitfield. Sling tackle. And the problem is for Lockie Whitfield that Clark's getting up a bit sick and sorry for himself. And the arm was pinned. That's Mm. He just hit the ground. In the trouble, Lockie Whitfield will keep an eye on that. So you would think that that's going to be a week. Easy in the books. It's hard to know. The the arm kind of slipped out a little bit Mm. uh, in the tackle, but I would have thought on the balance of probability based on what we're seeing this year, I would have thought that's more likely to stand rather than be overturned. Mm. And uh, elsewhere around the place, uh, a bit of a waffle wrap from the weekend. The Sharks, too good for the Swannies. Uh, Dylan O'Reilly kicking Dylan six. O'Reilly on fire. I'll tell you who's playing very well too is Hugh Dixon. Oh, he's having some big games. Yeah, Hugh Dixon was great in the derby when they lost to South Fremantle. And it's a bit of a shame. I think Hugh Dixon, there's AFL footy in Hugh mm. Dixon. I think if he gets fit enough, and gets dinkum enough about it, and I just I worry that it may have passed him by. And he's a he's a good player. Yeah, uh, good uh, Tasmanian kid as well. Yep. Yeah, top of the top of my head. Yep, uh, Peel Thunder with an arm wrestle win over the Demons. Uh, Sebet Quet kicking six. Uh, I showed you the one that I think is probably the goal of the year contender as well. Yes, it was probably out of bounds and it yeah. was almost holding the ball. Yeah. But given that those weren't paid, it was probably a goal of the year contender. I yeah, reckon. I think it's uh, right up there. It was a great goal if you get a chance to uh, check out the footage of that one. Uh, as we heard Bo Wardman uh, earlier, the uh, Lions with a big win over the Falcons as they uh, take a one uh, game uh, lead into the bye as well on top of the ladder and. And yesterday, the Royals, way too good for South Fremantle. Yeah, our boys, Peter. Yeah. 
Not not our year, mate. Nah, it's just not happening. You kind of know it's not your year when you get penalised two games for a salary cap infringement before round one. I was looking at the lady yesterday and I was like, they've won four games, but yeah. there's still four games outside of the top five. Like they've won four. Yeah, so just taking that while to be like, oh, wait, the eight point you know, deduction still. You, you're doing the ifs and buts and oh, maybe Massively. The yeah, slight yeah, endorsements. Yeah. <laughs> Prognostications, is that the one? <laughs> like getting ahead for the year? Just remember if your auntie had whiskers, she'd be your uncle. Yeah, mate. I've heard yeah. that one before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Noddy uh, joining us with a couple of good ones. I think I'll, I'll save one of the uh, what ifs uh, for later. But do you have any news on Jai Cully's contract? Has he been re signed? No, he hasn't, uh, to my knowledge. At least it hasn't been made public yet. Uh, officially, the the status on Jai Cully is that he's out of contract mm. at the end of the year. I'd be staggered if he got let go. Given their need for young talent, he has done enough, I would have thought, to, to get another year. I would, as I say, I'd be staggered if he was let go. Yeah, seems like all positive signs around him, apart from that knee injury. So hopefully uh, all good on the uh, recovery trail for him. Uh, hey, Duff, I think we are getting pretty sensitive if we think that was an aggressive send-off, uh, referencing the Robinson versus Kawaji incident. I've been loving the atmosphere from the crowd, and the cricket has been refreshingly good. And if Robinson wants to get excited about getting a bloke who's made 140 out, well, he's going to get his medicine, and we will applaud that or say we are being too aggressive. That's Josh from Forestfield. Uh, no, I don't have any real problem with it. I'm just saying cop it back, mate. Yeah. Like, and I hope there's some chin music before he cops it back as well. Because when you're bowling at half the speed of smell, you don't get to give batsmen (laughs) send-offs. And not that you can't. And I don't say that as, I don't say it's distasteful or boorish. I'm just saying you got to to be bowling quicker than that. As Tristan mentioned, you know, the spirit that the game's been played in, there hasn't been any of that sort of, you know, argy-bargy sort of stuff with it. Um, it's also Usman Kawaja. Like yeah. if, if it was one of the real Aussie protagonists, you're going back at Warner or yeah, someone like Warner that. Or okay. someone like that. Oh, yeah, I understand but, what you're doing, but yeah, but but Usman Kawaja. <laughs> no. Like he would barely say boo to a goose, wouldn't he? Usman yeah. Kawaja. No. Uh, big head scratcher. And uh, the other one from Noddy was uh, if you're in the schoolyard and you can only choose one of Bonson Pelly or Toby Green, who would you choose? So That's not, a really good question. Is it a fight? Are we playing footy? I'm not too sure. Well, if it's a fight, you're definitely choosing Toby. You're, too, you're choosing Toby. Yeah, every day of the week yeah. and twice on a Sunday. <laughs> um, you know what? I'd choose Toby. Yeah. Because it's easier to find another Marcus Bonson Pelly than it is to find another Toby Green. Toby Green is one out of the box. Yeah. A, a guy that size that plays as big as he does as a forward that can kick goals off marks, off lead-ups, off the ground, that's got a bit of mongrel in him and also understands the big moment, I reckon, almost better than any other player in the AFL. Mm. So Toby for me. That's pretty apt, I think. Uh, and we're not too far away from the uh, finish of the US Open. So let's hit the last break and we'll uh, wrap it on the other side of that. Okay, back to close the show after this break.